was trying to figure out how Tom Mullen and Jim uh-huh. were talking because at the very beginning he goes, waiting for the host, waiting for the host. Ooh, connecting. That I'm pretty sure that's what it looks like on the other end of uh, Zoom, right? I I've, don't know. I, I've only ever like offered the Zoom course. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what it looks like. So I guess they did a video chat. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do a video chat. I don't want to see people in person. I mean, if we were going to talk to Jim, though, I think I'd be stoked to do a video chat. Uh, I did you think wonder so? if they do another concert series. It probably won't be a series, given that Zach said that three was a lot. Um, oh, yeah. But they do another meet and greet. I say you and I go in on a two minute thing and we just bombard them. I think you're right. I think they'd be down with I that. Think that's what we have to do. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell, though, uh, Jim. I mean, just by the interview, Jim was pretty overwhelmed with everything that he had to set up and get together and realized later on that he had uh, uh, sort of bit off more than he could chew. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? With Tom Mullen? What do you mean? That's what exactly what he said. He goes, I, you know, once I didn't realize until afterward, after I said, let's do three, just how much work. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, yeah, I, I definitely think he would he would avoid that at all costs. Yeah. But hopefully they do more meet and greets. Yeah. Because that's yeah, pretty that- easy. They Like Rick did it from his helicopter and Tom did it from his couch. And, <laughs> um, yeah, with both couches. Yeah, right. And uh, and so it's pretty easy. They could just do it whenever, where, wherever. Um, so it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, man. Uh, I have had. <laughs> Uh, a lot of work. I had a doctor's appointment where I discovered that I have uh, severe depression with anxiety. So that's fun. Jeez, um, really? Yeah. Well, I can't imagine uh, you would joke that, about that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, severe sounds worse than it is. It has to do with the length of time, not the the girth of it. <laughs> Gotcha. I got gotcha. you. The length, not the girth. I... <laughs> That's um, what she said. <laughs> thanks. Uh, so yeah, uh, the severe uh, qualification of depression has to do with the length, not the girth of uh, of it. So um, uh, that is to say that I took a social. I, I'm calling it a social media diet. I have felt severely out of the loop of most things like I was very happy to see the finished product of the praise chorus lip sync video. I thought they did an amazing job. Me a month ago would have not let anybody but me cut that and we would have been all over it. And (laughs) while I feel an insane amount of FOMO, um, uh, having not participated in any way, I was very happy with the way that it came out and glad the band shared it and almost feel like it wouldn't have happened had I had my hand in it in any way, shape or form. So, (laughs) (laughs) so all for the best then (laughs) and on both sides, because I know it's, it's, it's tough to, to step away from things that you're used to doing. And with any, I mean, let's call it a habit, like with any habit you have, it takes a while to break. And how long have you been on your diet with uh, the uh, social media? Has it been a week or two? I'd say it's been a solid two weeks. So, um, I turned the reins over uh, to previous guests of the pod, Grace, uh, to all of the pod's social media. And that, on paper, was the only social media I had on my phone. Um, and I found that I was still doom scrolling and spending uh, time on it, um, looking at things that had nothing to do with the pod at that point. 
So uh, I have since developed a I, I have redeveloped my Candy Crush obsession, and I find that <laughs> far more mentally uh, calming than doom scrolling on social media. So um, I think I guess the FOMO is the withdrawal of it. Yeah, yeah, um, it is. And obviously, I had to log in today to do some research and stuff like that, but. Uh, like I saw, I had like 35 Facebook notifications and I was okay with that. Like I, I like having 35, it's almost like you get that endorphin rush when you see like four and you're like, Oh fuck. What, 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 what is it? When you see 35 in the first three or not anything you care about, you don't care about the other 32. Like they just don't matter. And so, um, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was nice. And, uh, yeah. It's tough though because you know you develop you you start developing these relationships like with a lot of the people in the community. I started feeling like we had good interactions. So uh, for those listening, uh, I think Grace is way funnier than I am. So uh, there's that. But I do sort of <laughs> miss that interaction, and eventually I'll probably get back to it. But more importantly, I was thinking that maybe we have Grace sort of record a state of the social um yeah. section that like yeah. a pre-record thing like this uh-huh. is what's going on in the world of jimmy Eat world uh social media because uh yeah I, I don't see the band's tweets i don't see zach's tweets or anything right now unless i'm doing research um well yeah and and, and, am, and, am, and among her awesome. between her personal activity on twitter and and the facebook group the fan club uh she seems very ingrained in in the whole atmosphere. Oh yeah, I've seen some of the pictures and stuff she's posting, and I'm like, I never would have found this stuff. Like this right. is so great. <laughs> and, and it's not even what she's po- posting on our behalf, but it's just the fact that she is uh, she's individually involved in it, and she's it's not like she's doing it just because we've asked her to. So that's another bonus. Is that I mean, I'm glad that she enjoys it and she doesn't mind doing uh, this kind of outreach for us. But it's also neat that she is. Uh, that she is genuinely interested in what's going on with the whole band and, and music in yeah. general. So it's good. It's I mean, yeah. it's a it's a, seems like it's a it was a healthy switch. And yeah, I can I can only imagine. I like how, to say she's far more online than I am. <laughs> yes, and, so. and it doesn't mean that she's necessarily funnier. Um, she might actually turn off the podcast if she's listening to it right now. But she did exclaim one of the first things that she had uh, texted me back when when we had first started our first chat was that uh, she is definitely funnier than both of us. So, uh, oh yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> I would admit to a certain degree, yeah, she has a uh, a certain comedic value that is out of my realm. I just can't. I'm not that. Sorry, funny, I'm man. finishing up my horchata. I don't know if you can't hear the ice shaking. I'm sure you will on the edit. <laughs> Is it wait, tell me, is it the ice that's uh it's it's in the middle between like a a slushy ice and cubed oh, ice? Oh no, it's not that ice. No, oh. this one is the hole in the center ice. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. Which is still good. You can wrap the or you can put your straw through that and get a couple of them and they're smooth. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Talking so ice. let's see. What else do we have? Uh we just got past the clarity session, which uh I don't know. I, th- I I knew it would probably be my favorite, and I think it was. I think that was the best version of For Me, This Is Heaven I've seen. I wrote that it was transcendental. Wow. Um, That's a four-syllable uh, word, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there were some uh, hidden Easter eggs on the set. I only found Bleed American and Chase This Light. Um, yeah, and, you know, so I talked with uh, I talked with Emily about that, you know, the, the longtime fan. Uh, 
she lives out there yeah. in that area and she she asked she did you see the easter eggs and i just said i only noticed the two which was the the feather the peacock feather and then the trophies and she said oh i didn't see i didn't know anyone else was saying that there was anything else so yeah it's i think that was the only two unless people were really looking far into this uh and it, and it falls in line with what jim and zach were saying where three would be too much for them to try and oh uh, there you go so, oh connecting the dots here i see so three yeah. would be too much but two two might be just enough like that's enough to keep them yeah. pushing but not overwhelming yeah yeah so that could be interesting yeah um let's see yeah hey, oh uh i i because i haven't been on social media um people in the facebook group were always really good about posting their meet and greet videos was there any cool things did anybody see anything or uh ask anything that got answered that was insanely cool not that I came across. No, I didn't. I, to be honest, I didn't really watch a lot of them. I looked at the pictures and the stills of them, which was enough, you know, give them a nice like and enough. Sure, yeah. But I, 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 I don't know. I, I watched mine once, couldn't watch it again. And uh, the other <laughs> people's, it's not like I was anxious for them, but I kind of was. And yeah. uh, so I, it was tough for me to watch past the first like 15 seconds. Sure. Yeah. You're like that, though. It's funny. We've talked about this off pod, but like you almost never listen to the podcast. And I've probably heard it three times before it goes live, and then I listen to the live episode. Yeah, and depending on the edit that I do, I might I'm, I have a very good idea of what we talked about. So if I did yeah. end up listening to it, which I listened to a couple, of the last ones we had some audio issues I had to listen to. I mean, and they're really it's it's enjoyable, but listening yeah. to it, yeah, on on the regular, I, I just I can't do it. It's funny because I almost don't retain anything. So it's like listening to it for the first time yeah, right. all over again. Which is magical Just about for you. every time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's so good. Um, yeah. I think it's the editor in me, though, too, because I listen to double speed. So that helps. Um, yeah. And I'm listening for content and clarity, like uh, uh, making sure that we... I think we're really good about staying on topic these days. Um, and uh, yeah. although... I do feel like whatever the last song was that we did was two weeks ago now. Um, but I feel like it was 20 minutes into the episode before we talked about the song. But I do feel like we were talking about the band. So, um, yeah, as long as we yeah. feel like we're talking about the band, hopefully our listeners understand that it's it's our best yeah. intention. We want to keep them in yeah. there, but we also want to keep uh, each other in the loop since sometimes we don't get to catch up throughout the week. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, last thing I wanted to do was plug the discord. Um, we've had so many people join since the meet and greet started in the meet and greet chat room. Everybody's like, there's a discord and they want to join and the people in the Facebook group want to join. And so I think we have over a hundred members or something now. Uh, I say we, Angela has like over a hundred yeah. members, <laughs> uh, and it's a really cool community. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so it's fun to see that sort of like branch out and get, uh, get seen. So all the links in our bios go to our landing page that you designed and the discord link is on there. So if anybody wants to join, uh, that link is set up to never expire. So, uh, should be able to, to click through and join discord. If you don't know what discord is, it's essentially a chat room or if you use Slack at work, it's that, um, yeah. And there's different channels for different things. So like there was a, there was a chat room that Angela set up for, uh, the, uh, the Phoenix sessions live streams where people could chat in this room about that it, it reminds me of the old AOL days and stuff so yeah it's really uh, neat because I missed I missed out on all of the the chat rooms that whole part of it I I was just in on uh just one-on-one -on -one chatting so this kind of it's very interesting yeah. to go through this and, and be notified on certain things and then uh, just to kind of participate in different sections of this fan club that's a lot of fun yeah yeah 
So um, that is it. Uh, it's punk season, baby. Yeah, man. Uh, we are dead in the middle of punk season. Um, so uh, uh, you know, warm up those hands, uh, get out those PS1 controllers, and pop in your <laughs> yeah. Pizza Hut demo disc. Yeah, and, man. Uh, and get ready to load up Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Uh, and you know, it's funny. We're recording this. Uh, shoot. By the time we're done recording, it'll probably be Wednesday. This is Jimmy Pod. Oh man, it is Wednesday, my dudes. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you had a pun. I feel like it's been a while since I had one, so um, so there it is. Good. I mean, that was a great one. It was nice and clean, yeah. sweet execution. So Thanks, yes, man. I love when you react on on the when I realize that you're also doing the research on your end, but kind of around the same time, and either you. Or myself will come back with a text that says, dude, this song fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is such this is such a banger. And uh it's it, I don't know, it's really nice to uh to hear one of these songs that, yeah, it's got an old sound to it, but it it, it cranks, man. It just yeah. rips. <laughs> so Wednesday from yes. Jimmy Eat World, the 1994 self-titled release, track seven of eleven I wrote here. I hope I got that right. That's correct. Um, uh, produced by Steve Naughton and Jimmy Eat World, uh, recorded at the Phoenix Recording Company, uh, released December of 94. Uh, singer on this is Tom. Uh, Mitch is on bass. It's a wooden blue release, and there's no demo that we know of. No, although it does sound kind of like a demo. Of course, yeah. yeah right. The, this is <laughs> theoretically their first record, uh-huh. um, with only two and a half prior releases. I do want to go back. I, I'm digressing a little bit, staying on topic with the band. I had forgotten when we remember way back when we were talking about shoegaze and Angela's halo. Or yeah. It's Alice, uh, Alexis. Allison's halo. halo. Allison's halo. Yeah. Um, and Allison's halo had played with Jimmy eat world at their first show today. Doing my research. I noticed that that first show was in 92 and remember that Lynn had told us that she played with Jimmy Eat World before Jim was in the band. So this goes back to Jimmy Eat World had been a band name that they used and Zach had remembered seeing them play as Jimmy Eat World and said when we play this show at uh the uh what was it the Buffalo Exchange? Yes. Uh let's just we need a band name. Oh, Jimmy Eat World is good. Oh, so, no, you know what? I, I, we've been calling it the Buffalo Exchange. I think it's the Brand Exchange. Brand Exchange. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Buffalo Exchange, I think, is something that like we have here. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, so the Brand Exchange, and they were looking for a band name because they had booked this show, and it was going to be their first show as a band, as the lineup, Mitch, Zach, Tom, and Jim, that they were going to play, and Zach suggested Jimmy Eat World because he had seen Tom's band play as Jimmy Eat World before, because Tom's band consistently changed names. So the Jimmy Eat World band name that played the Halo show in 92 was not the Jimmy Eat World we know today. And I did wonder, and I'm going to try to get to the bottom of this, if that lineup of the band is Jimmy Eat World that recorded the Orangewood Sessions. Right. That's a big question mark. So if it's not Grimace that's on the Orangewood Sessions, if it's the original jimmy eat world that wasn't the jimmy eat world we know with these boys so anyway something to think about um and uh and i'm and and i'm digging down that rabbit hole um justin do you want to jump into lyrics after this 16 bar intro 
Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Um, so we have this song Wednesday here that uh, I, I, have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that the song's going to be centered around this day of the week. Uh, but let's see, let's see what Tom has to say. Not the Adams say. Family character, <laughs> yeah, right? Christina Ricci. Let's. Yeah, uh, it could be a song about Christina Ricci, man. This is. Uh, it could I be. Watched, uh, what was it? Uh, Halloween of last year. Halloween for some reason, Entertainment Weekly like completely like remastered and uploaded to their YouTube page a set tour by Christina Ricci for the Adams Family Values movie. It was so weird watching it because it's like upresed. And it looks incredible. And they redid all of the lower thirds for it and everything. And I'm just watching it. And I'm like, I mean, it's at least in four by three. And it looks a little video-y. But I was just like kind of blown away. Um, by just how, how so anyway, much they could uh, reinvigorate it. it looked for, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that was weird uh, Wednesday research I went down today. <laughs> <laughs> I did not actually go down that pathway. Uh, <laughs> but interesting, glad this you found it. This is why that. there's two of us. Right. So we start the this song off with, uh, meet a part of me that feels like every other day, which I gather as being, uh, okay, guys, here I am. Look at me. I'm a dead piece of, of meat that just trudges along each day of the week. And, uh, I'm and so maybe glad you thought you came up with meat because it sounds so punk when they're singing the way, when Tom is singing the way he's singing here, you almost want to think that this is like a meat is murder type song. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and it is in context. He's saying meet a part of me, like come to know a part of me, but it right. does sound like a part of me would be a, a slab of meat, a, a also a part of your uh, uh, personality. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's like a double entendre and that's why it stands out meat. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's very, yeah, it's very distinct meat, a part of me that feels like every yeah. other day. It's a nice little, uh, it's a nice little pacing they have in there. So meet a part of me that feels like every other day. All right. Come into my world here. Let me tell you about uh, a part of me that's uh, bored because there's no difference here. Uh, it has been seen in pictures and in alleyways. Uh, you can see this version of me out in the wild, and it's been captured in photographs, and you can see yeah. this, uh, yeah, in pictures and uh, in the alleyways in between the venues. I'm the it's real just... McCoy. <laughs> yeah, and I am, and you know, I'm bored as hell. I Seven days a week, there's nothing different about this day. And uh, I believe that's going to be the verse there. So meet a part of me that feels like every other that's day. That's what I wrote down, yeah. Right? It has been seen in pictures and in alleyways. Then we go into the chorus here. Uh, can see it through your walls. So even if you try to block it out, try and stop it, it's there. Uh, can see it through your fall, uh, through your fall of uh, fall from grace, through your yeah. fall, uh, your personality just kind of deteriorating. You can see it through that, right? You can see it on can see it on your floor wrong way, <laughs> um, which is kind of weird to throw that in there. So can see it on your floor wrong way. Maybe that's. Right I think it's like if you're seeing on your floor, your head is going down because the next line is lift up your head or lift your head up. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's like you realized the wrong way and now he's trying to turn it around. And this is right. kind of interesting here. Uh, I don't know if there were any liner notes. I'm I'm actually impressed that somebody has uh, has written out the lyrics to this one because yeah. they're uh, almost indiscernible again. This and the next one. I just, <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. The next one is just impressed. like impressed. What, what a guess, if, if anything. So... <laughs> So it's lift your head up Wednesday. So lift your head up, comma, Wednesday. And that could be, isn't Wednesday? Isn't Wednesday? Adams, yeah, Christina isn't she? Ricci. 
always so uh, like yeah, it, man, like morose and uh, just, yeah. She's never like necessarily looking down, but she does have like the RBF very going. yeah dry and uh, yep. emotionless. So lift your head yep. up, comma Wednesday. So I don't know if this is him saying lift your head up to myself Wednesday yep. or I mean, lift your head up Wednesday. Nothing in this points to Adam's family except for the word Wednesday in this right. context. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he's talking to the day or if he's giving himself a pep talk. Uh, it's almost right. 2.30. Eh? Now, I imagine <laughs> uh, 2.30, the most boring time of Wednesday, on uh, uh, that, that would be 2.30. Is, is not, yeah, it's not a.m. It's going to be p.m. That's going to be the most boring part of Wednesday. And I imagine that 2.30, either that's right before school is going to get out or if school is let out and this guy's got nothing to do, like he's got to go, what am I going to do now? I'm going to go home, drop my books off, and then go hang out in an alleyway where someone's going to take yeah. my picture, right? So I don't know if they're necessarily saying a.m. or p.m. My my call is on p.m. just because that seems more boring for a Wednesday. Me too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 2.30 on a Wednesday might actually be interesting. Like, why are you up so Two late? 2.30, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay, here's my, here's my favorite part of this whole song. So when the walls start falling down, You'll be the la- you'll be last to be found. And so I, be- I believe now he's he's speaking to the day. He's speaking to Wednesday. Uh, nobody cares for you, Wednesday. <laughs> no one. Yeah. You're you're nothing. Um, when when these walls start falling down, no one's going to care about you. And then my favorite line: "That's all right, malt liquor." And <laughs> <laughs> did you trim that out? Because that what you I didn't trim it, but I got the time. Thing. I got the time. Man. Oh yeah, I want I can play this. So here we go. This is going to be. I'll do it from the little line before it so you can get kind of the pacing of how the song goes. (laughs) With the pick swipe, man. Yeah, baby. (laughs) So you can hear it there. It goes, malt liquor. So I I imagine that malt liquor uh, is what gets him through the hump day, right? Get him, yep. gets him through two thirty. Maybe he hits up the local Seven Eleven or a Circle K, whatever's out there, and and picks up some malt liquor. Uh, let's see, they got Circle K out there, but they also got Quick Trip. Quick uh, Trip. Quick Trip. Quick Trip. Mm. QT. I Does it go by QT? Around. Yeah, it's QT is the logo, which stands for Quick Trip, and that's like a Circle K out there. Um, and I'm trying to think. I I don't I don't remember seeing Quick Trip a lot when I was a kid going out there, which was around the mid nineties. Um, but I mean, th- it's very ubiquitous out there now. So whatever they're, you know, yeah. So like you said, circle, to okay. K, quick trip, seven <laughs> 11. So he pick, he picks up his, uh, his malt liquor, his steel reserve or his, uh, Colt 45. Um, Oh, and- you know what else they have out there is drive through liquor stores. Do they really? That, that we don't have here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're like the size of, um, Eh, they're a little bigger than like, you know, like how we have like the cigarette stands that have taken yeah. over all of the old photo mat things in the yeah. middle of parking lots. Right. Uh, it's bigger, slightly bigger than that. But yeah, you just drive up and you order your liquor, your malt liquor that way at a drive through. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Interesting how you can acquire some uh, some malt liquor. I do have a few things to say on that. So when we're done with this, I did want to kind of touch back on that. Uh, so okay, let's cool. Put a little, I know uh, nothing about malt liquor. Yeah, I think it's beer, but I don't know. We'll put a little uh, a little um, dog ear on that page there. Cool. So that's all right. Malt liquor. Uh, so you and I, I have a modification here on the lyrics that I got. It was so you can promise me a thing. 
uh, or pr- promise I me a day. a day thing. I have, so you can't promise me a thing. That's what I have. Let's like, uh, are you I still got it on up. it? Yes, yeah. I am. Here we go. Let me just cut it back a couple seconds. He goes, so you can't promise me a thing. Yeah, yeah right. I, I hear it. Yeah. So that's what I that's what I modified mine. So you can't promise me a thing. There's no guarantees for Wednesday being a good day. I've I've been yeah. fooled before. So Second yeah. line makes more sense that way too. Yeah, not gonna promise nothing anyway. You can't promise me a thing. Not gonna promise nothing anyway. Uh, Grammarly says that that's <laughs> that's incorrect grammar. <laughs> uh, I would say not gonna promise anything anyway. Yep. Right. <laughs> Uh yeah, are these some uh, some double negatives in here? Not gonna promise. You know what? That's punk though. Oh, That's so punk, punk David. <laughs> they did that. They had anything in there, and then Tom said, "Uh uh-uh. uh, we're changing yeah. that to not gonna not going to promise nothing anyway." Uh, say you will, say you will, and then you don't. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, can't get fooled again. Can't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> So it just seems like he's very uh, perturbed with Wednesdays. Not his yeah. favorite day of the week. I mean, especially because it's the middle of the work week. It's not, you know, I guess you could consider Thursday kind of like the middle of a week, but it's just the work week is so bad. Unless you really enjoy your job, you know, and then Wednesday, I guess the after hump day, you can kind of see I'm, I'm on the downward slope here. But still, just thinking that you're in the middle at 2.30 on a Wednesday, ugh. Yeah. What was like uh what was the TV lineup uh 1994 TV lineup Wednesdays? Oh boy, I feel like let me X guess. Files was on on Wednesdays. On at nine, on let's see on channel 11, yeah, Fox would be uh X-Files. Let's see. 94. Okay. ABC had uh some good stuff. Uh Roseanne, Sister Sister, Ellen, Coach uh now let's see Wings. cbs had things like the nanny the george went show wow oh yeah um touched by an angel northern exposure uh dave's world uh fox had 90210 on wednesdays sliders was on after that or party of five um and then nbc had the cosby mysteries which i forgot was a thing uh wayne's brothers was on the wb and so yeah no uh no um no X-Files on at that time. It must have been shortly after that then. Yeah. Let's see. Files. X-Files was on Fox Fridays at 9. Okay. That same year? That same year. Okay. Fridays of uh, we think of Fridays now as a death wish. But uh Fridays uh back then was uh TGIF, well, TGIF, lineup, yeah, man. Yeah, Boy Meets World, Family Matters, Step by Step, Step by Step, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. I mean, these are yeah. good shows. That man. was a Picket good couple fences. of hours, dude. X Files was up against Picket Fences. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So these are the th- those. I, I I only wanted to say these are the things he could have been looking back to, and I would say like a punk kid in '94 is not going to be into anything on Wednesday nights. You got maybe northern exposure he would have been into but at maybe sliders but party of five and beverly hills 90210 not not cool for a punk kid in 94 <laughs> yeah he's got to stay away from that so you yeah. know what they did what they did partake and we have to listen to billy d williams though tell us here what the rules are here 
There are two rules to remember if you want to have a good time. Rule number one, never run out of Colt 45. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. <laughs> Very clear, right? Very clear. <laughs> you can't mistake that. You know, on Wednesday, you just grab yourself a Colt 45. I know that I have talked about malt liquor. I don't know at to what length I've talked about it on the pod. Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, again, it does. Maybe, maybe it's like Tom, I listen for the first time every week. So Right. <laughs> So let me just give you the definition of what malt liquor is, uh, and then I've got a little bit of a, just a, a brief thing that I wanted to say about it. So uh, malt liquor is a strong lager or ale in which sugar, corn, or other adjuncts are added to the malted barley to boost the total amount of fermentable sugars in the wort. What does this mean? What does that all mean? It's it's very cheap to get a corn together, and it gives a boost to the final alcohol concentration. So you get more booze uh, for less cost. And the nice thing about it is that it doesn't actually compromise the taste and give it like a more sweeter taste. So it's like you're getting um, that that kind of beer taste, but you're getting it for much cheaper. And check this out. So one of the most common ones is Steel Reserve. Have you ever seen Steel Reserve? In uh, It's the big, it looks kind of like a huge Coors can, but in, in black lettering, it's got Steel Reserve on it. Mm, this doesn't, um, maybe it looks slightly familiar. I mean, the other ones that are more common are going to be like Mickey's and, uh, okay, yeah. those are the more common ones, right? You see them in the big glass bottles, but the cheaper old ones are going to English. Old English is, is another I great of, one. I think of malt liquor. Yeah. Yeah. But check this out. So I went to a website, uh, Baudo in Orient And this okay. is what, the, this is what they had to say, which I thought was, was, uh, well put the steel reserve is equivalent to four standard drinks, and at a cost of $1.60 per can, each drink costs only 40 cents, and it tastes like it. If you are unwavering in your insistence (laughs) that alcohol enter your system via the mouth, it is, by far, the most economical way to get drunk. (laughs) You know, I think that that is... uh, um a dishonorable way of putting it because some people butt choke, man. <laughs> Jeez. And, uh, and uh, I you absolutely <laughs> need alcohol in your system. No I realized that was a thing like a few years ago. I, I had no idea that people tried that. I, I I did find out that some people were putting it, taking shot glasses and putting it up to their eye, lifting it up, and then it was absorbed into the, uh, oh, in through your what? tear ducts. Yeah. I mean, you would end up, oh, the kids man. that would do that ended up losing their vision, but it's yeah. just weird what people, <laughs> People do. Uh, butt chug is an interesting term. I didn't think those two words would be uh, placed <laughs> one after the other. In my, I think there's a whole South mind. Park episode about it where they made fun <laughs> of it and they said uh, uh, the new diet craze in South Park was people were eating through their butts and vomiting out there. <laughs> anyway, this is gross. I know. Okay, let's no start listening to this. Episode. Let's let's anyway. talk about more about the statistics because I want to look at this. So Wednesday yes. um, released and you said December because I uh, still had December 94. Yeah. Okay, so December 94, I was looking early 1994, um, and just to see what songs were on the radio. This is demo tape uh, era 94, yeah. Right. And if if you remember this, um, in early, like, late, let's say late January of 94, we had All for Love uh, by Brian Adams. Do you remember that one with Rod Stewart, Brian Adams, and Sting? And for the longest no. time, I thought they did that song for uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which was like 1991. But they actually did it for The Three Musketeers, which is a Disney movie. Okay. And I don't know if you've seen that it was 1993, but there's no. a lot going on with VH1 at this point. VH1 is very much uh, trying to avoid the whole, I guess, the, the MTV demographic, and they're fitting That's more right. towards like adult contemporary stuff like, MTV. Yeah. yeah, Celine Dion, uh, definitely adult contemporary. 
uh, Brian Adams, Sting, Rod Stewart, uh, things like that. So they have that in the mainstream. And then also earlier this year, you have Green Day's uh, Dookie, or Dookie, however you want to say it, uh, is uh, released. And I, I didn't realize this, and it had to be later just because of its status. That uh, that album reached Diamond status. Are you familiar with Diamond status? That's 10 million, right? Yeah, 10 million plus. And they didn't yeah. inst- they in- didn't institute that until 1999. So this uh, Dookie was released in 1994. So I imagine that by the time it re- reached diamond status, uh, that's when they could then you know say, okay, it's it's reached this. So I can't imagine mm-hmm. that it, it reached diamond status uh, in six years, four years, however long, five years would be the math, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that one uh, you have Green Day's Dookie. That's released. You also got all this adult contemporary stuff. So I think that they didn't even, I don't even think they give it, they gave a shit on what was going on in the music scene anyway, because they were so punk at this point in their lives and, and really didn't care. And they're on Wood and Blue, right? Is this one, uh, this one was on Wood and Blue Records? This is Wood and Blue. This is, uh, yeah, not, they had not yet signed to Capitol. Right. So we have, you know, a point when they're, uh, even, even the people, the, the founders of Wood and Blue are trying to push punk music anyway. And so that's yeah, that's the, the what's what else is in the uh, music atmosphere at that time. But uh, so that you could see how this wasn't even like a blip on the radar. And another thing that I wanted to say was, did you come across uh, the Jimmy Eat Wednesday? Yes, I did. Video? Okay, I was I so was much. thrown off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was thrown <laughs> off because at first I thought, oh, maybe they're gonna have that song Wednesday playing, but you click through it. And it's actually, uh, uh, which track was it? It was Misery Business, right, by Paramore. Uh, well, and it I, was, I saw many videos, so it's hard to say. Yeah, so Jimmy Wednesday is apparently at Barbarella, which is a, a place out it's in an Austin. It's emo night, right? Yeah, and they yeah. play a lot of that music, so that's why I imagine they call it Jimmy Wednesday. But I've got to admit that, my personally, I haven't been to a club in a while. Uh, and this yeah. was from five years ago now. Yep. Watching, watching, and I, I love that people are having fun, but just watching that now, given the current state of affairs here, watching oh my sweaty God, yes. people inches from each other, I just think that there's, personally, there's no way I could do it again. But how in in the hell that could even be a thing in the future, I don't know. It just looked, it it, it kind of, uh, it kind of um, I don't know, kind of gave me a little bit of a, a queasy feeling in my stomach watching, yeah. you know, two and a half minutes of just people kind of sweating and breathing and spitting all over each other. This came up on my phone today. Uh, you could put a widget on your iPhone screen of photos and it randomly chooses photos from your photo stream. And it's so fun. Like randomly picking up your phone is always a different photo on your thing. You're like, oh, my God, I forgot about this picture of Wes. And it's like a really good way. You know, I have like over 100,000 photos in my photo library. You're never right. going to look at them all. But like when you see like 20 a day randomly on your screen. It's kind of cool. So uh, one of the pictures it said like uh, one year ago today, and it's a picture of me in the middle of thousands of people waiting to get into Disneyland uh, one year ago today, um, uh, trying to get into Disneyland to get a reservation to ride Rise of the Resistance, the new Star Wars ride. Uh-huh. And it's such like it. I'll, I'll send it to you now and maybe we'll post this in the show notes. Uh, it was such a trip to see. And be like, how on earth? Right. <laughs> like, this this makes me so uncomfortable seeing. Right. This. Here it comes. <laughs> I mean, it is a an endless sea of people. And I took the photo because I think Susie and Wes had gone ahead of me 
I had dropped them off and I was like, I'll go park the car so you guys have a good spot and I'll meet up with you guys later. <laughs> and this is what I was met with. Wow. Um, I mean, yeah, this looks like people that? trying to exit after an emergency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's weird to think. Yeah, you know, I don't know if people ever want to hear the question being asked, how could this ever happen again? But it just makes you think, even if there weren't situations like we're in right now, um, this is still not the most healthy scenario to be in, right? <laughs> just with being totally. in such close yeah, yeah. quarters. So it does give you pause to think that uh, maybe maybe the way that we were handling things wasn't the cleanest as far as us dirty humans go. But yep. watching, yeah, watching that video and just the people, and I love that they're having fun. And I used to do that at shows too, going down into the front, and you just—it's unavoidable. To, you know, the the funk, the the sweat, yep. the the mustiness, and it's just—it was part of the the event. It was part of the whole scene. But just seeing it now, looking back, I just I, I couldn't see myself going back into something like yeah. that. Yeah, and Jimmy Wednesday, I think, is a take on Taking Back Tuesday, which became Emo Night LA, which oh. to Tom L- Tom Mullen's um, uh, chagrin <laughs> is oh, called yeah. Emo Night, which he had in New York, uh, and it was an Emo Night. And I remember going to one of the first Emo Nights because Mark Hoppus was going to DJ, and he literally played Emo songs, like, like Rites of Spring and Mineral and Jimmy Eat World and stuff like that. And everyone was like, uh, I kind of want you to just play like Mike Hem and Blink. Like, it's, they wanted it to be pop punk night. Right. Emo night became that. But it used to be called Taking Back Tuesday. And so Jimmy Wednesday, I think, was an answer to that because it was all around that 2015 time that all that started. Um, and uh, yeah, I did pull up a teaser if you want to watch it real quick. Oh, yeah, uh, we should say because I was like, oh, when are we going to get to verse two? I <laughs> verse two and the chorus just are the same yeah. first one <laughs> yeah we wrap that up <laughs> um uh yeah so uh uh here is it's called tears x beers jimmy eat to eat jimmy eat wednesday july one teaser so it's a montage of pop punk music videos I mean, it really was a lot of fun. And then it became a little sceney, which is exactly why it's not going to show. Yeah. <laughs> it's a well cut video, though. Yeah. It is, man. Anyway, I, yeah. And I do like that. Uh, that My Chemical Romance song, too. It's just... Uh, oh, me too. That record is so good. Yeah. so much better than Black Parade. Yeah. Um, although Black Parade is better than I ever give it credit for, I think I'm like kind of over it in terms of how ubiquitous it became and how popular it became. Uh-huh. But Three Cheers is so good. Um, it's so cinematic. I loved how cinematic that record sounded, and that was what drew me to them. Um, anyway... Uh, that is our my chem slash emo night take. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, what else you got? Let's see. I came across a list of, and I was kind of disappointed here. So 50 plus songs with Wednesday in the title. Oh, that's and fun. Yeah, it is. However, not one of them <laughs> is Jimmy Eat World. But there are a few that... Uh, I don't remember them. Let's say the top one is going to be Wednesday Morning by Macklemore. Don't know. I that. wasn't really a huge fan of Macklemore. 
Uh, but that's number one. Let me see if there's any. Wednesday. I always heard great things, and now all of a sudden everybody turned on him like a dime. Did they? I just thought he stopped <laughs> making music. Uh, what, what I feel like happened was everybody was like, this is the future of hip hop. This is amazing. This is incredible. And then he came out with that one song, um, pop and tags and everybody, he became like this. I, I oh, sell out from an outsider's perspective. It was like, he was the smash mouth of hip hop all of a sudden. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's weird. I remember everybody singing his praises for a long time. So I, I don't know anything about it. If he stopped making music or what, I don't know. Throwing some loaves of bread at him. Yeah, 44 uh, <laughs> J.E. Pod if you're a Macklehead. Um. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. Let's see. There's only a so couple. So he's got the number one Wednesday song. The number okay. one Wednesday song. Other notable ones. Number four is Wednesday uh, by Tori Amos. Uh, uh, I've heard great things. I don't know yeah, her wh- song. Wednesday. Wednesday's song by John Frusciante. Uh, Waiting for Wednesday by Lisa a, Loeb. Okay. Oh, yeah. I love Lisa Loeb. Uh, let's see. And I'll tell you what, another thing is that when I would do, when I would do logo and I'm, I'm having this issue right now, when I would do logos and, and create uh, branding for people and I'm sitting there cycling through all of the fonts, the word oh, yeah. that I'm looking at, even though it's changing fonts, starts to look like it's misspelled and I'm looking at yes. Wednesday and I'm like, no, that's not how you spell Wednesday, but it's yeah, 50 plus times this guy has spelled Wednesday correctly, so <laughs> but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, Wednesday Night Melody by Bleach. Uh, the Wednesday Race by James Morrison. They need to add a 56th in here, Wednesday by Jimmy Eat World. In fact, if I could edit the HTML. I can't believe there's, yeah, there's 55 songs Yeah, better than this. <laughs> yeah. Wednesday the 3rd, the 3rd by Saves the Day. That's 51. They're in there. Uh-huh. But how do you put Saves the Day in here and, and omit uh, Jimmy Eat World? So I came across that list yeah. but was bummed to find out that Jimmy Eat World was not on it. I always mix up saves the day with the starting line specifically because it's three words. They both have the in them and uh-huh. S words in them. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I was more of a saves the day guy than a starting line, but uh, they're both. I, I think because I thought they were the same. I thought through being cool was the starting line record. And so I was just like, okay, I get it. Um, but then I listened to Say It Like You Mean It, which is a starting line record for the first time, like in 2017. And it blew my mind because it was like listening to a, a 2000s, an early 2000s pop punk record yeah. for the first time in 2017. Oh, my God. And that, <laughs> that record is so up my alley. So it was very exciting for me for about a month. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, right. the, that's that's your list, huh? Nothing. Uh, no Jimmy Eat World. No, unfortunately, I was hoping that, uh, you know, my find my controller, my, my command F would have uh, located some kind of Jimmy. But there was well, nothing in punk in season. List. We don't usually get this, but I actually have ASCAP information um, wow. on this song, which doesn't really show anything. What's interesting is that uh, Rick Birch is getting royalties on this song. Um, wow. So that's weird, right? Yeah, I don't care. That is. I wonder if you could um, if you could change that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, if there's an ASCAP uh, lawyer out there that would like to clarify, 484-JE-POD. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it has a work ID number and an ISWC number. Total current ASCAP share, 100%. Uh, BMI share, 0%. So it's not a BMI uh, joint. Um, ASCAP controls 50% of the publishing. And do I get a pickle with that? Music controls the rest. And the performers are Jimmy World. But, yeah, Richard E. Birch ASCAP and he's got like some sort of ASCAP number. Um, but yeah, kind of interesting. Hmm. 
Um, and then I said, what did I say? The best you get from song meanings on this song says Wednesday. It's like Monday, but Wednesdays can be the worst. <laughs> Promise me a day. That's sweet. He just wants to sit. Uh, he wants just a day, but she's a bitch. Wednesday <laughs> is the third day after Saturday. And if you had a date or something on Saturday, you will call him three days after or he slash she will you or uh and that was as they uh, just trail off yeah <laughs> saronja <laughs> on oh, uh, february 10th 2007 I, and i i like what's even funnier going back to my description the best you get from song meanings on this <laughs> <laughs> oh man and then oh um consequence of sound had written an article uh, breaking down every, it's called Dissected Jimmy Eat World with Jim Atkins, it says. Uh, this was released June 13th, 2013. Um, Dan Caffrey and Ben Kay says the band's singer-songwriter steps behind the blade too. So Jimmy Eat World 1994, this is what they say about the self-titled 94 release. Uh, this is about the whole release, not necessarily just the song. Um, Tracks 11, runtime 3756, longest track is scientific at 701, geometry of an album cover, ranking and shapes. So here's what they say about the geometry of an album cover. Whereas the artwork of subsequent releases focuses on shapes, symmetry, and minimalism, Jimmy Eat World stands out with what looks like a home movie still of Tom Linton's brother Jim noogieing his younger sibling, Ed. Ed would eventually get revenge by drawing a fattened version of Jim <laughs> eating the world, thus providing the band with its name unranked due to lack of geometric significance. So they did not (laughs) rank this because there's no geometric significance. Jewishness. How much emo is there? So this is what they say about that. Almost none. In fact, the band's self-titled debut is so un-Jimmy Eat World that they decided to never repress it. It's gnarled. Almost punkish aggression is closest to Static Prevails, but without the contemplation and atmosphere. They did, however, show their perchant... Uh, How do you say that word? Perchant? Penchant. Penchant? It's not an R, it's an N. Penchant. For having one song with an epic runtime on almost every album. See above. And here's what they say about lots of small ideas. Throughout Jimmy Eat World's career, they've made numerous references to other artists' songs, books, movies, etc. They embrace this from the get-go here by titling the opening track Chachi. The lyrics, we, uh, which see Linton asking someone to throw him off a 40-story building, don't bring Happy Days or Joni Love Chachi to mind, but like most of his songs, there's much to unlock. Tom Eats World 2. Here's what they have to say. Jim Atkins would eventually take over most of the vocal duties simply because he started writing more songs, but Linton has a feast on the band's debut, singing lead on every track except Usury. Should they repress it? They say yes. Why? For com- for completism. Solely for for completism. Jimmy says words about albums fans love, but bands tend to ignore, i.e. Pablo Honey, uh, this one, etc. So this is apparently what Jim Atkins has to say. I don't know how the band feels about it, but Stoned and Dethroned by Jesus and Mary Chain is one of my favorites of all time. But for some reason, the record just didn't get enough attention. I think everybody wanted the wall of feedback. A kind of all acoustic record was a shock for some people, but I thought it was great. So that was Jimmy says words about albums fans love, but 
bands tend to ignore. I guess they had that quote from him and they needed to put it somewhere in this article. <laughs> um, verdict, verdict. While Jimmy Eat World definitely isn't the band's best, it's by no means a bad record, even if it's a bit outside the rest of their catalog. It's great to hear Linton sing more and we definitely have a soft spot for its rough energy. It's got teeth. Give it at least one spin via bootlegs or YouTube if just for evolutionary context, Dan Caffrey. So that's what they have to say <laughs> about Jimmy Eat World in 1994 uh, on Consequence of Sound. Um, what else you got? I did a quick search of the subreddit for the word Wednesday. And I, in fact, I only got one relevant hit. And it's kind of a oh. it's kind of a funny post. Was it author is bias? Yeah. Okay. And it was uh, titled yeah a weekday. And this is this is the the text part of the submission from author's bias was on a Monday I won't think it through. <laughs> on a Tuesday I won't think it through. On a Wednesday I won't think it through. On a Thursday I won't think it through. On a Friday <laughs> I won't think it through. On a Saturday I won't think it through. On a Sunday. I'll think it through. <laughs> it was nice. so good. So that was the only mention I had of Wednesday. Um, and uh, one from Yaz Nasty, one of the comments, this post is what prompted Jim to play this song today. It was uh, it was Divinity there. That T happened to play. I don't know. This was yeah. 10 months ago. So, so that would have been when... It, uh, he was doing his... Uh, was it like the Stinkweeds? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, one of those two. <laughs> so author's bias, I got a chuckle. Yeah, totally. I came up with Adam Heap in the Facebook group says um, a favorite song from the 1994 album. There are eight comments. Matthew Hall says Wednesday. It's not a great song, but it's the most skate punk on the album. Why is that my criteria? It's the sound they were cutting their teeth on. However, not particularly remarkable at it and clearly destined for something else. But I could easily imagine that song being on Punkorama or Fat Wreck Comp at that time. So given the context, the song succeeds as a great jam. Uh, I sent you an image. Yeah, what is this? And just take a look at it. So it's from Cameron Jester in the Facebook group on August 16th, 2020. And Got it. I was going to ask you what that track listing looks like, but I'm pretty sure that's just a, a thinner version of the Wikipedia listing of tracks. So it wasn't anything special, but I was just wondering, it was posted without context, just a snippet of all 11 tracks and the times uh, for hmm. for the, the EP. And there's one like on it from Landon Roberts, but no context, nothing, just a post of this, and that was it. So I have no idea there what they is. were replying to. <laughs> You know, it's just <laughs> it was, was just on the and, Facebook group. Yeah, and it just popped up as Wednesday. Uh, so that Neat. was that was what I was able to find. Very slim pickings, man. <laughs> so yeah, man. This uh, reminds me, I just watched uh, something a uh, Hotel Cecil documentary on Netflix. Um, I don't know if you remember, there was that video that went on that went viral a few years ago with that girl in the elevator downtown. Yep. Do you remember this? Yep. Um, so they did a whole documentary about it. It's it's. I thought it was really good. It's got mixed reviews. Um. But I found it to be very, very good. Uh, very well done. It's Ron Howard and Brian Grazer produced it. Well, um, I'm interested to watch it. It did look very intriguing. Kind of a But anyway, the fact that this was posted without context kind of gives me like creepy vibes like that. Like, why? <laughs> why was this even posted? Why does this exist? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, it's fine, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I do have one 
last, the two last things. Uh, thing number one, I found, did you find this video on YouTube called Wednesday is Awesome? No, I didn't. So uh, it was the only thing I could find that had any relevance to the song Wednesday. It's um, <laughs> a little bit not like me in that it's uh, it's this like girl vlogging, uh, which I don't love. And she's like a very little girl. But at the end, uh, she does like some like like a like a little music video to the middle so that this had to do with jimmy world and wednesday was the most relevant i had on youtube why does this look like calabasas (laughs) yeah totally calabasas so here it is at 250 in this video it's just like her and her friends having fun at the playground this was like probably the last summer that they didn't go to the playground and only be semi-ironic about it (laughs) oh they're lip-syncing Every word there's a cut. Wow. Oh, and then it just ends. Wow. <laughs> this is like the Hotel Cecil too. It's like, oh man, dude, we're getting deeper into this. Yeah. Oh, I, I should have given credit where credit is due. Um, that is YouTube user something or other. YouTube user Collab Rock Buddies. Oh yeah, I saw that it was Collab Rock. And I was like, oh, there must be collaborated on some Jimmy World song. And it's some reason it's called Wednesday. I guess they just lip synced it down at the uh, down at the old playground in Calabasas. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I make um, can I make this Wednesday even more strange here? Please uh, do. Check this out. So, did you happen to see the timestamp for this track? Do you have that? Uh, uh, as in the duration uh, of this track? Yes. Did you happen to see it? Uh, it- I'm pulling it up. Okay. Uh, Wednesday, two ten. Got it. 1994, 2 minutes, 10 seconds. <gasps> the same year, no FX, Punk and Drublick was released. Okay? Yeah. 1994. Linoleum, another track that you and I both enjoy. Yep. The track length there is 2 minutes and 10 seconds. So, with this serendipity here before me, I thought... This has become a, a, synchroni- a, a, synchro- a synchronicity. <laughs> yes. That comes up on the Hotel Cecil documentary. We have two songs released in the same year, uh, in in generally the same sound. We've got two punk bands um, battling it out at a song that is each two minutes and ten seconds. I felt that it was only right (laughs) to create a rave DJ. But, David, I must ask you, with all of this divinity, do you think that it came out and was an excellent song, or do you think this is going to be cursed? (laughs) Uh, I I I want to believe it's gonna be good. You chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> this is called Wednesday No Effects, man. I'll, let's listen to this and see how much we can stomach. Wait for it to get cursed. It's a bummer, too. How is it so bad? I I, I don't know (laughs) how it could fall so out of line. Everything was just, it seemed so right. 
Yeah, man. This was like it, it, this was lobbed to be <laughs> great. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. So I was Let's see a if I can make it worse. <laughs> I've got the Wednesday family opening credits and theme song. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so smashed up. Let's the Adam's family really, theme song with Wednesday. <laughs> let's really put a bow on this episode, man. All right. Let's see. <laughs> we have this here. All right. The, <laughs> here we go, David. <laughs> the title's so long. <laughs> Why did it get louder? (laughs) (laughs) It's just playing the two songs at the same time. (laughs) I love how tuned tuned down Tom is. And then uh, the, the vocals on that uh, intro are so high. Oh, so weird. It's weird how it works. But yeah. I, I could have thought of no better way to go out with this this track. I mean, it's it's a, a damn good song. It's uh, we shouldn't discount the quality of the song. But uh, yeah, it just didn't it didn't have a lot of information and didn't seem to work with uh, <laughs> with our rave DJs. Yeah, yeah. I I wanted to believe. Yeah, me I wanted too. To believe. It's got to be a little bit that. They they probably didn't even play to a click. You know what I mean? No like way. so there's only so much we can do with like lining this up. So next <laughs> week I'm very happy with my rave DJ. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so so yeah, uh final thoughts. Uh overall, you're into it, huh? Yeah, I really like this jam man. You? I, I also dig it. I like the um there's something I like about the double time drums and the slow guitar. Like that, yeah. like it's it's very Blink One Eighty Two. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, before Blink One Eighty Two was even, uh, I mean, yeah, Cheshire Cat. I guess they were sort of doing stuff like this, but this sounds like almost a, a Dude Ranch song a little bit. So, um, anyway, yeah, it's a great, it's a great fun song. I'll probably forget it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but I love revisiting these old tracks. I love finding their punk roots. Uh, Cause you hear them talk about it and then in your mind, you're like, I mean, I guess, but you don't really revisit these old records all that much. So I'm having fun in punk season uh, yeah. right now. Me too. Um, so yeah, there it is. Um, uh, I, I guess without further ado, if you're listening to this on a Friday or a, a Sunday or a Wednesday, uh, it's important to no matter what the day of the week is, be excellent to each other and party on dudes.